Today I'm with uh, Stephen Weldon from the Go Ahead Group. Now, Go Ahead Group is not a name which is familiar to everybody, Stephen. So what exactly do you do? Go Ahead Group is a public transport company, so we operate bus services and rail services around the country. The reason why most people won't have heard of us, we don't operate with a national brand. Uh, the Go Ahead brand is for the PLC, and it's for the investment community. At a local level, the individual companies are all branded with a local identity, uh, with the idea that transport is a local service provided for local communities, so we tend to brand that in a local way. So we have about 13 brands around the country, but the local community will identify with that local brand, not with a PLC brand of Go Ahead. Okay, so give me an example of what people might have seen. So for example, they may have seen Go North East if they live in Tyne and Weir, if they live down in Oxford, the Oxford Bus Company, if they live down towards the south coast, it would be Brighton Hove Bus Company, Metrobus, if they live out towards Poole and Bournemouth, it could be Wilson Dorset, Southern Vectus if they're on the Isle of Wight, if they're a rail commuter in London, it could be Southern or South Eastern, or equally London Midland if they travel from the West Midlands down into London. So a truly national presence then? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, now sustainability features very much on your website it clearly is something which is important to your business why well ultimately the, the view we have is public transport is a sustainable form of transport it still obviously burns carbon and finite fuel but it's much more sustainable than uh, a private car on the basis that carrying capacity wise there are less carbon emissions per passenger journey uh, road space wise you can carry a lot more people on a bus than you can in the equivalent number of cars use less road space uh, so ultimately we are operating in a sustainable business but equally we have our own carbon outputs that we have to manage as well Right, and how are you managing them within the organisation? Are you concentrating on uh, attitude change, for example? Well, it's a combination. For, if I use bus for an example, uh, a penny on a litre of diesel costs us a million pounds on our bottom line. And then obviously there's a carbon output that comes from burning that amount of fuel. Uh, now, what we've tackled over the last 10 years are what are called Euro standards that's come from the EU and that's basically an improving emission standard of diesel engines so we've gone from pre-euro all the way through now to euro 5. Now what that's tackled is a range of pollutants such as particulate matter, uh, NOx, sulfur dioxide, carbon monoxide. The downside has been as the engines have become less polluting they've become less fuel efficient so the bizarre twist on it while we're putting out less harmful pollutants at the roadside we're actually burning more fuel to do that so producing more carbon dioxide. So what we found is those EU standards are not going to disappear, they're just going to become more and more strict. So we felt we had to tackle the actual carbon element, the CO2. Uh, and ultimately we can't do that by in advances in engines at the moment because they're becoming less fuel efficient. So we've done a, a two-stroke approach. One is we have to monitor the carbon that we produce rather than just through the fuel burn but uh, on a basis of how driving styles affect fuel efficiency. So we have little bits of uh, technology kit now on the bus uh, which we call ribouts and that monitors things such as harsh acceleration, harsh braking, over revving, excessive idling or speeding all of which affect fuel consumption. So each individual bus and each driver is monitored through these systems. We then have built up a picture about how fuel efficient each driver is and all the drivers are then brought in and they're, they're given a fuel-efficient driver training session, which can last uh, up to a couple of weeks. They then go back out on the road and they're monitored again, and the system will then monitor and compare their pre-training performance with their post-training performance. And what we're finding is that we're seeing about between a 5 and an 8% reduction in fuel consumption just by teaching the drivers, rather than just this is how you drive a bus, this is how you drive a bus in a fuel-efficient manner. 
Okay, so you're doing these things for business reasons as much as anything else? Yes, I mean, there is the, the element that we, we are a sustainable business, but we can't just rest on the laurels of being public transport. I think it's gone past the stage now when everybody says public transport is better than the private car when it comes to environmental issues. We've now got to walk the talk ourselves, and we've got to prove that we're managing our own emissions. So it, there's the, the more sustainable element that we're looking at, but again, as I said, a penny on a, di- a litre of diesel is a million pounds on our bottom line. So if we can reduce fuel consumption by 5 to 10%, that's a huge saving on our own cost base as well. So yes, it, it's it's taken a while for us to get there, but we've now got some cast iron business and financial reasons for actually going down this sustainability and environmental route. These kind of things weren't available maybe three or four years ago when we were doing it more as a, as a, as a reputational issue and, and because we felt it was right anyway. Now there is a direct business benefit for doing it. So it's good for business and presumably it's good for the customer because if you can control your costs, you can, to some extent, control the fares. Yeah, ultimately. I mean, we're all living in a very uh, uncertain economic climate and we're trying to keep costs down. Most people are now struggling uh, with the recession going on, maybe money is tight. And what we, the last thing we want to do is see our fuel increase, uh, our fuel consumption go up and our costs go up and fares having to go up. So this way, we're, being a, we're, we're finding that rather than having to pass on uh, fare increases every time fuel goes up, with these kind of 5 to 10% reductions, we were being able to peg fares, and in some cases, for example, in the North East, actually bring in fare reductions. Right. So the recession, in fact, is an incentive for you to uh, increase your sustainability rather than preventing you from doing anything about yes, it. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, and, uh, and on the flip side, again, as people find money more tight, they're going to use their car less, they're moving over to public transport, so again, we have to, we, we need to carry more bums on seats, as we call it, but we need to do it in a more efficient way as well. Yeah. Stephen, thank you very much for that. Thank You're you.